0: Hello and welcome back to Control Alt Delete. This is a short snippet of my new audiobook, Disconnected, How to Stay Human in an Online World, published by Hodder and Stoughton on January the 13th, 2022. I'm really excited about this book coming out. It's looking at our relationship with social media, how a lot of us are rethinking our relationship with our phones. And a lot of us are wanting to log off or at least create some distance to get some of our time back and get away from the glazed over doom scroll. And after a year or more of reduced physical contact, this has made us more dependent on our phones and screens more than ever before. And according to research and anecdotes in the book, our focus on community and real connection has been sent off course, and we're becoming more aware of our time being robbed how our data has made us a product to be sold and so really the book is looking at where do we go from here and how can we get back on track and in the book i offer lots of tangible tips and advice and prompts and gentle nudges this book is for anyone who might be feeling a little bit lost right now and wants to find time and yourself again hope you enjoy this snippet and if you want to buy the audiobook in full the link is in the show notes thank you so much for listening to this podcast When I think about the beauty of connection, I think about trees. Bear with me, I'm not asking you to hug them while wearing tie dye and holding crystals yet. But I do think we can all learn during a time of utter chaos how trees, said to be the oldest living organisms on the planet, communicate with each other. In 1997, ecologist Suzanne Simard discovered that trees communicate their needs and send each other nutrients even sending warning signals about environmental changes to each other. They keep each other in the loop, they stay connected, they compete sometimes, but they also protect each other. They use their network of roots to cooperate and help each other. Like the trees, whether we like it or not, we are all connected, even more so now through our screens and social media networks, and our actions have consequences on each other. We have the power to cooperate and help each other, or cut each other off. The harsh reality is, like the trees, we actually have the power to make each other sicker or stronger. Humans often treat trees as if they're disposable, but without them there would be no us. Without trees all hope would be lost. Without each other we would be lost too. We need each other more than ever. Be it climate change, a loneliness epidemic, or a global COVID 19 pandemic, the world is in crisis. Fear can make us pull away from each other when really we need to do the opposite. We could do with a good hug. Human or tree, your choice. Like the trees, we have our own global network, a network of billions made up of many different people at different points in life. The wiser, older trees have more knowledge and stronger roots we also grow deeper into who we are with knowledge and age. We've lived online for a while now, and it's no longer a shiny new toy. Perhaps we are going into our next phase. This book is about how we can connect better online, using the network we have at our fingertips, which we may often take for granted. A network that never ceases to amaze me, the good, the bad and the ugly how quickly we can rally together in times of need, and how quickly we can drag something down. We have the power to make or break things, including each other. When I first started writing this book, I thought I was going to write about how hyper-connected to everything we are, yet at the same time worryingly disconnected from each other. That is still partly what this book is about, but more crucially, I realised it is not just about how disconnected we are from each other, but more so from ourselves. The more individualistic our culture gets, the more we disconnect from each other and lose sight of a more common goal. Ironically, the more we obsess about our own individualism, how we look, how we are perceived, what we can get, the more we lose touch with our true individuality and how we can make a difference. With so much at our fingertips, so many choices, so many images, whizzing past, so many distractions, so many algorithms, so many adverts, we are in danger of forgetting who we are, what we like, what we want from life, the things that we love, the conversations we want to have, the lives we want to live. The internet, when used without a plan, can embed us further and further into the depths of man-made culture, full of distraction techniques, dodgy money schemes, and virtual arcade machines. We could risk losing touch with our own human nature. We could be in danger of spending our lives engulfed in someone else's online game and missing out on the small moments of joy that happen to us every single day. We can either choose to use the internet to further real connection or use it to hide away and numb everything out. At the beginning, we were promised an internet world that would help us change things for the better. At least that's what I naively believed. The internet would help us educate and be educated be a tool for everyone to access the knowledge they needed social media was to be a place to connect people and start social movements in 2011 for example it was said that twitter played a pivotal role in arab spring amounting to more than 2 million tweets a day facebook was said to be reviving dormant relationships and the guardian wrote about how children with internet access were being given a huge advantage a decade later we are at a turning point, a point in time where we can reflect on what the internet has brought us up until now and decide how we want to use it for the better. When I Google how to improve our internet experience, all I am met with is harder, better, faster, stronger tips on getting a better internet connection or router. Boost your internet speed. Click here for time-saving internet advice. Hack your way to success. No, no, I'm asking how do we have a better experience, as humans, using these tools we plug into every single day. When I ask how do we have a better time online, I'm really asking how do we have a better experience of life when so much of it is spent online? The two things aren't as separate as we once thought they were. The internet really is our life now. Online and offline life aren't separate entities. How we act online also reflects who we really are. Time for a big reflection, rest, reboot. After all, most of us can't just log off forever, and I wouldn't want to either. When I'm using it intentionally, the internet can be a completely magical gift, enhancing all areas of my life. For so long, the internet was my portal to another life a digital career, fascinating people, creative minds life lessons and travel inspiration. It felt like being inside a big arcade, pulling levers and not knowing what treat you might get. I would crack jokes with someone halfway across the world on Twitter instead of talking to a boring housemate who I had nothing in common with. I could make money without leaving the house. I could find out something huge about the history of the world that I was never taught at school. I could teach myself how to edit audio or take care of a plant or fix my headphones via a YouTube tutorial. Fast forward to now, I feel sick at how much of my life it's taken up, without me really stopping to think. I feel sick at how many ocean views I've looked at through my phone's camera lens, instead of my own eyes. It was in 2016 that I wrote a book called Control-Alt-Delete, How I Grew Up Online, in which I wrote about my love affair with the online world. I was an internet kid and proud of it. Millennials are, were, lucky we grew up alongside the beginning of the internet, instead of being catapulted immediately into TikTok land the moment we were born. We posted pixelated photos. We didn't have many filters. We were limited by computer curfew and a slow, loud dial-up. Just one shared PC in a household with rules about how long we could spend on it. We were the first digital native generation. No longer we are questioning our long, rocky relationship with the internet. Now we are adults. The internet and the instant connection it brings has been a source of great positivity for me. I've made friends for life, including, for example, a Twitter friend who lives in LA, who I met up with in real life five years ago. Thankfully, she hadn't catfished me and who years later I invited to my wedding. I've built a successful business both emotionally and financially and still living nomadically where I can with just my laptop in a tote bag and I constantly still find myself connecting with thousands of like-minded people who make me feel fulfilled in my work however there was a time mainly during my 20s where I grew more dependent on the characterization and output of my online self and my connection to my devices and I grew apart from who I was away from it The amount of time I was spending online, building my brand and growing a community, made me forgetful, distracted and ended up taking me away from the person I wanted to be. It took me away from my core relationships. I forgot birthdays. I was a terrible friend. I was zoned out. I was making more effort impressing strangers, than nurturing the relationships with those who truly love me for me. I felt distance from myself. The person who had once had hobbies, enjoying simple pleasures, who liked dancing and having picnics and listening to the birds. I was focused on growing followers and showcasing a polished exterior. If I'd had an inner child, she would have been screaming at me to take a break, sit quietly, and reconnect with her. I was so addicted to growing my outwardly successful online self, feeding the hamster wheel reward system of online validation that I momentarily lost track of the basics of my core being. As Dante calls it, I was climbing Mount Delectable, getting more and more rewards, collecting more and more career trophies to post online. But you guessed it, I was less happy and more lonely. Now I look at people who spend a lot of time outwardly peacocking and showboating their successes online and pause to question how they are really doing. If you enjoyed this snippet of Disconnected, how to stay human in an online world, you can get your copy of the audiobook, ebook or print version via the links in the episode show notes below. Thank you so much for listening.